podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the same old Arsenal Summer Series podcast. So tonight, I'm welcoming my two friends to the show. Smile, boys. I'm Guess smiling. he's in control. He's smiling. <laughs> right. I'm in charge tonight, which is weird, because both of these lovely young gentlemen are from the Guns and Yellow Ribbon podcast. So first up, let me mention the host below me, uh, young Fergus, who I found out is younger than me. We don't look at you know. <laughs> Listen, just because I'm the, you have to brought some youth onto the podcast, you know, it, it just needs, especially when you got that fellow over, you know, there, yeah, yeah, that guy, um, who, who was, you know, I think he saw Herbert Chapman's debut. Leave yeah. him alone. All right. So for people that don't know, and for people on audio, these two are like, I, I, what sort of comedy act can I call you to? I'm going to think about it. But let me welcome well, my favourite. Big, big, big T calls us Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> yes. Laurel and Hardy. Perfect for you, T. Um, I want to welcome Hilsey to the show. My lovely, our lovely Trev. Hello, Princess. How are you, sweetheart? I'm, I love it when you do that. Princess. Hello, Princess. <laughs> Um, you well, Trev, I hear, I hear you were 21 again yesterday. Yeah, 21 yesterday. Um, yeah, I had a bit of a quiet day, really. Just went out for a meal with the missus and uh, had a few beers. Lovely. It was, a, it was, it, that was enough for me yesterday because at 21, I'm getting on a bit now, you know, and uh, I can't push the boat out too far these days. Do you not think, though, as you get older, you get younger? I feel like that. In, in here, I'm, my missus reckons that in my head I'm still about seven or eight, which I think is a bit too far, really. I think probably more like 13 or 14. But, uh, yeah, she is. Uh, you don't realise you're getting old between the years. Yeah, it's when you try and do things that you suffer a bit. So, did you push the ball out? Did you go do more than two pints? No, never. Never. Okay. You're She's so watched. funny. You, right, you two, listen. Hello, hello. I'm in charge. You're not on your podcast tonight. You're not at your away games. I'm in charge. So, <laughs> shh. So, I'd like to welcome everybody that's in the chat room. Um, I will allow you to ask them questions later. You can ask us anything you want, Arsenal-wise. Um, I'll be saving them all for later. Um, but these two run a podcast. So, let's just quickly, Fergus, tell us how you started it, how it's doing, and if you enjoy it, and where everyone can find you. Um, <clears throat> well, you can find us on all platforms, YouTube, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, uh, and all the audio platforms and everything else. Um, yeah, it is a bit daunting, Nigel, having Princess in charge, I, I must admit, and for me especially, because I'm normally controlling all the screens and all the buttons. How did it start? I started with a friend of mine, um, Michael Gonzalez, who ran a blog over in America. He's a big Benfica and Arsenal fan, foreign... Overseas fans sometimes have many clubs uh, as as uh, that they support. But we started off doing audio back in November 2017 and moved into, well, we got Trevor on onto the audio and that was it. That's when he broke his podcasting duck. And then quite soon after that, because uh, I don't know, we went onto YouTube and we started doing some um, some video bits and pieces. Uh, we've got about just shy of a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It's not a, a big Thing it never has been, and Trevor will will will, will uh, confirm as well. We do it because we sit here and we'd like doing what we're doing right now is talking about Arsenal with our friends. Yeah. Generally, have a beer or even a cup of coffee. It doesn't matter. We just sit there and we talk Arsenal, and we just enjoy it. Um, we get our regulars like you do in uh, in in the chat, and uh, yeah, it's just a good community. The whole podcasting community is good community. Not about getting famous. Not about getting you know. I will millions back, of pounds of I will and so stop on. you there. Not everybody is genuine. <laughs> But you two are extremely genuine and your podcast is fabulous because it is by fans, for the fans, which is like us. We, you know, we're not massive either and we just do it because we enjoy it. And like you, Fergus, there are some people on social media that want to make this their living and that's up to them. You know, I've got no issues with it if that's what they want to do. Um, however, I do, I do enjoy listening to certain podcasts. I don't watch many. 
Um, I love the, you know, the banter between you two, which is why I'm in charge tonight and I've got to hold it. But I would also like to say that I, I really love genuine gooners who support the club, come what may. And you two are exactly that, like that. Any away game I've ever been to, and I don't get to many, I see you, Fergus. I see you, don't I? I bump into you. I bumped Recently, into you at the, yes. at the Etihad. Then I bumped into you at West Ham. And you, I, I, we're going to get into your away games because this is something that I want to go into. But you two are like, like not to give you big heads, but I enjoy you as gooners because you're not rash. You're not mental. You see it what it is. You can have a chat. We may disagree. The thing is, me and me and Hillsy generally agree on most things. Um, I have to say, our tweets are very. I haven't really seen us disagree. That, that's not. That's not. A, I'm not saying it's a brilliant thing, but I like conversing on social media with people that can have conversations. And and if I'm wrong, I will always hold my hands up. The one thing I was majorly wrong about was Nacho Monreal. I didn't rate him at all. Absolutely didn't. And. He turned out to be an okay player for us. So I held my hands up and said it. I generally now step back. Um, and this is what we're going to get into with possible transfers. And everybody knows that I'm not being a hypocrite. I hate talking about transfers. Don't see the point of it until they've signed. However, tonight we will spend a few minutes on the supposed ones that we're all, you know, everyone's discussing. So, Hilsey, do you enjoy podcasting with Fergus? No. Look, so right. what do you do it for then? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I love the bloke to bits, but I, I don't normally tell him, um, Princess. It was it was the bloke that sits next to me in the season tickets in Block Seven. Said to me one day, I go on a podcast with with a lad I know called Fergus. He said, "Do you fancy coming on?" I said, "Oh, not really, not really. I'm not, it's not my thing." Anyway, they talked me into it, and as we said, they were they were audio at first, and I, I thought to myself. Actually, this is different to what I've seen before. I, I, I've not had to really say or, or listen to anything bad or too derogatory, which mm. I, as it is on a podcast, but mm. not anything too derogatory about our great club. And I quite enjoyed the chat. You know, we had a great conversation. Me and Fergus often disagree, um, but we are the best of mates. But I must say one thing. It's lovely having someone who knows what they're doing in charge tonight. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I really don't. And and I'll tell you something, James and Chris would laugh at you if they heard this, that you just turned around and said, in charge. Um, it's funny, actually, because obviously, as you know, that James, Chris and I um, were lucky enough to purchase the channel off of Craig. Although I'd been on the channel for 18 months with Craig, um, he felt it was time to move on and, you know, pass it over to us. And it's just been fantastic. The boys are great. Um, and again, we don't always agree. There, there's many times that, you know, we don't agree on a certain match or something. But again, like you two, they're match-going fans. They go to the Emirates every home game. Um, but there's something different about you two, what I love, is that come what may, I, I think I've got this right, every single away game you're at. Is that right? Uh, not every. I done forty-two out of forty-nine last season, but that was uh, uh, that was my best ever. I've done five or ten a season a few years. Be Trev's done lots more, and and Trev's been going far, far yeah. more than me. But I've been really lucky with the help of Trev and a network of good friends um, to be able to get tickets. It's going to be more difficult. We know with new practices and and stuff going on, so I'm not expecting to do as many this year. But the ones that I've done with Trev, um, Dan. Terry and, and and all the others that we meet up is it's just brilliant. It's 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 like going with a family. And even the ones that aren't in our group, the other groups and the other groups and the other groups, it's just one big family. It's, it's an amazing what I remember so of. You you lovely sent me loads of photos last night that we're going to go mm -hmm. through in a moment oh, about. I, I know Trev. I'm I've never now. seen you in a bikini before, Trevor. Honestly, I was. Yeah, it's, no, it's the green mate. thong. It's the green thong, Trev. <laughs> Sorry, I've done it by mistake. Yeah. Oh no. So, so the thing is, let, let's just Trev. He's shitting Trev. himself. <laughs> Trev, talk to me. Uh, yeah, talk I mean, to me. Eyes here, I'm, not down to him. Yeah. Eyes here. All right, I want to kill him. <laughs> There's no green thong. Don't worry. Um, I wouldn't shock the uh, viewers. Um, Trev, 
Yes. Talk to me about how you started supporting the Arsenal. Now, you are 61, very young at heart, okay? Yeah. You've been going, probably supporting Arsenal longer than me and Fergus, obviously. And we just said between us, we've got 160 years of Arsenalness. So, how yeah. did it start for you? Well, I've sort of had two halves of following the Arsenal, Amanda. My first game was in December 1970 against Wolves. And and I know it was because I've still got the tickets and the match programs. But um and and as from then being eight years old, I, I, I went quite regularly. And as I got older as a kid, I used to go on my own. I never missed a game at home at, at the Arsenal. Didn't you go away so much in them days because every other weekend when the first team weren't mm. at home, the reserves would be at home. So you'd go and watch the reserves play as a kid, you know. Um, and then I had to have quite a few years off going for family reasons, kids, blah, blah, and all this. And then a few years, oh, probably seven or eight years ago now, I got back, I got an opportunity to get my season ticket back, which I did. And, and I've not, I've hardly, I've hardly missed a game since. I missed a few games at the start of last season, which was very unusual, but there was other stuff going on. But I've, since I've been going back about seven or eight years, I've not missed a game really. But my first game was in December 1970, Princess. No, God, was this one. Was that the 1952 Cup final? That was your first game. Do you know what, Fergus? I've got the ticket for that final, but I've not. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And remember, people are on audio, so we need to explain it, right? Yeah. So, what did you just show us? 1952. I, no, my no, dad would have been. No, my I've dad would have been. The, there. I got this book with the rewards, um, the Arsenal shirt. And we done the Arsenal history podcast thing two summers ago. Yeah. And the guys that do it, um, uh, Andy Kelly and Mark Andrews, have written, written loads and loads of books. And we were talking about the shirts and the Nottingham Forests uh, donating the, the shirts and, and, yeah. and all the whole story, which I got wrong recently on, on the podcast. Yeah, they but they said, oh. Ferg, you'd really, really uh, enjoy looking at this book because there's lots of pictures, not so much words. I'm a bit dyslexic. So, but, and, and I just went and picked an old one and it happened to open up on the 1952 Cup final. And I thought, just by a record of guessing at how old he is, he's not 61, he's 81, um, that it probably would have been the 1952 Cup final. So sorry, people on audio. He's a... That's terrible. He, do you know he can't cope because he's not hosting? He cannot cope. I'm going to mute no. him, Trev. I can actually do that. Do you know that? I can. Go. Yeah. yeah so, I love Trev, Trev you're, you don't, I know where you live and I'm not going to announce that, but you do not live local to the no. Emirates you travel miles and miles and miles and this is this is why I think I respect someone like you in your opinion even if we didn't agree at times I would always respect it because you travel so many miles away to get to the Emirates I'm literally um, not far, far from Fergus and it's it's an hour for me now um, but you're hours away is there any one point where you think I've had enough no, no, not at all, Princess. As I said, since since I've been back going regularly, I've, I've just it's been a great pleasure to get back into it, and I've never once fancied missing one. Um, some of the night games are a bit difficult to get to, and yeah. we, I do spend a quite a bit of money on hotels for um, for away games in the evenings. But now I'm happy doing it, and I'm, I'm I've I've got a very I've got to mention a Princess. I have a very understanding, gorgeous wife who never complains about my travels and my antics with Fergus at the Arsenal. She she actively encourages me to go. Aww. And, uh, yeah, so, no, I don't regret it at all. I, I, I love the travel. I, I adore the European away's, you know. I love the European away trips. So I've had some fantastic adventures. Um, they're my favourite games. If you said to me you could only go to half a dozen games a year, it would be Tottenham away and the half a dozen European away. Wait. Trev, talk to me about this picture then. Where is that, uh, Trev? Yeah, that's that's up in the uh, Arctic Circle at Bodo last season. It was a it was a very expensive trip at eleven pound for a pint of lager. But <laughs> once you've had a couple, you tend to forget that, Princess. You hey, just Trev. St. Gallen wasn't wasn't great on that either. It was twenty two pound for a Whopper burger. So for people on audio, I've shown a picture of Trev at Bodo. How cold was it, Trev? Do you know what, Princess? I've been to much colder places. It was rainy. Oh. It wasn't so bad. It, it wasn't freezing. It, we expected it to be colder, but it was very, very wet and rainy. Um, but no, it wasn't cold. It's not too cold at all, to be honest. Oh, we I got mean, very how, lucky. 
How, I, I saw one of your trips, actually. Um, I remember seeing um, f you were driving, God, it was last season in the Alps yeah, or somewhere. That, that Which was one was that? To, that was leaving Milan going to uh, St. Gallen for the SC Zurich game when the Queen died. And that was £22 for a burger. So we invested all our money into liquid assets, just stuck to lager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was, so for was, the people on audio, I know this is going to be a little bit hard for you because you don't know, but I'll try and explain the photos. These boys travel home and away. I mean, honestly, they do. So let's just put a couple more photos and then we'll go to some questions that we've got. So talk to me about this one, Fergus. A final home game, a final game of the season. That's me and Gil Gillespie. Uh, as you see, he's uh, he's of Irish descent, so he's got this Celtic and Arsenal half and half scars. I don't really like half and half scars, but that gets a, a slight exception. Young Theo, who's uh, one of our listeners and um, uh, meets us around Block Five and Block Six, where we make all the noise with uh, Capo Dan. Uh, and uh, this is we're just singing. I don't know Arsenal or whatever, but I fucking love this club. Was the caption I put on Twitter, Instagram, and um, everything else? Who that, took that, that word picture? Is, uh, um, Stuart, um, the Arsenal, um, yeah, the Arsenal photographer. He's yeah. been on here so, before. So, um, North Bank, block what is that? Block five, block six, block seven. That's, right I around. know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you're a little bit passionate. <laughs> just a tad. It does not um, I think this, this picture just sums you two up. It just sums you two up. So, where was this? Talk to talk to the uh, tell the uh, viewers where this was. Trev, go on. Um, that was at PSV. I think I was drunk. It was at PSV. Whenever we go to away grounds in Europe, we always go down there earlier in the day and and have a wander around the stadium, take some photos. And PSV have got like this coffee shop, and you actually go into the stadium and. Uh, you can get into the seats and that. And so we just sat in those seats. Trev, and, uh, hold on, back up. What, you can go into the stadiums? In I, I'll, I'll tell you a story on that as well. Go on, Trev. That is, some stadiums, they, the security is too tough. Some stadiums you can sneak into. Other stadiums, they'll have, like, facilities for the public. And those seats during the game, those seats were in there, would be used for paying people to watch the game. But obviously, when the game's not on, they're open to the coffee shop. And we just went and sat out there by the pitch. Um, I think we did a bit of live podcast and uh, had a couple of beers. And uh, well, yeah. how we got how we got in there was um, we went round and, and Trevor was looking because his back was playing up. He was looking to upgrade into some of the fancy corporate seats and, yeah. and get bumped up into the grade one seats as he does the rest of us had to go steerage in the away section with steep stairs and don't you even start that story Trevor um, <laughs> um, but we're walking around the stadium and he wasn't drunk at this point because it's 11 o'clock in the morning but we did have a late night the night before and um, we, we've we taken some pictures got in the club shop Trevor always buys a pin and a scarf and different things for uh, at the away games and then we walk around and there's the, the, the main entrance for the media to walk mm. in. And I come along and say, Trev, I'll take a picture of you. Just just pretend you're walking in. So he starts walking up to this turnstile door, which has got Europa League media entrance. This, and it's a blasted all over it. And some very nice Dutch lady, elderly lady, older lady, but really nice and really pleasant. Good. Uh, I'm not going to try the accent. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, welcome to PSV. Uh, how can we help you? So he kept on walking in. So I just followed behind him. So we ended up standing in the media center and we're chatting. And then the head of security came out and someone looked us up and down and gone, we've got no badges. And then Trevor does his usual, um, hello, darling, our princess. And he does his usual charming thing that he does. And um, <clears throat> we chance our arm and say to the media guys, look, this is what we do. We go and like, say, Gellin, we managed to get onto the pitch and everything else. Uh, and we said, we, we're just wondering, we're not going to walk with the pitch. Would you mind if we took some pictures, pitch side and stuff like that? And he went, I can't let you do that, but give us your phone and I'll go and take some pictures off you. So he took us some pictures. And then the lady said to us, I said, keep going round, keep going round. Do you want a coffee or a beer? And we went, yeah, why? And we thought in in the media area, and she said, no, go around, go around to, to block four. There's an escalator. Just go up the escalator. Keep going up and turn left. <laughs> and we got this escalator, turn left, and, and, and there's Philips, which is their um, sponsor, uh, the Philips yeah. Electrical. They've got all their offices and their people hot desking and everything else. And we walk in, we walk through this corridor, and there's 
Um, Van Nisselrooy uh, winning the, the Champions League. They've got Champions League trophies. They've got pendants from Man United. All these, the, the, the history is brilliant. And then we just see like some tables, this wooden thing, table and chairs, walk in and this whole bar opens up. We go, oh, wow. So we're thinking, she said, she can see, you can see the pitch from there. We're thinking we'll see a glass wall to see the pitch. Yeah. So we walk in and said, coffee, anything else? And we look and go, holy crap. It was literally walk down onto those seats and you could sit there. It was for the corporate people, like the, the yeah. top-end sponsors. But we were able to sit there, and there were some high tables, had a coffee, beer, whatever we want, took some pictures, took those pictures. Absolutely amazing experiences at stadium. The rest of it is different, but that's a different trend. I just think that if you get a situation like that, I'd be like that. I would, you know, schmooze my way in, say what you got to say. You've got one life, you've got one chance, you might not go back to that. Um, stadium again. So but, why but not? Trevor's, Good luck to you. It's Trevor's tradition that we've now picked up, and young Dan has done it as well, Trev, that if we get to a ground early, rather than going straight to the pub and just getting on a, on a sesh, we can do that in good time. Let's go and have a look around the ground, experience yeah. it, and get the smell Without of the burgers. And, and, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely loved right. it. So, done... these pictures of interest to me a little bit. Um, where did you meet Aaron Ramsdale's dad? Oh, where was it? I can't remember. Where were we, Ferg, when that was taken, mate? Do you not remember Dan had to stop at Fleet Services just to get a bit lighter? Oh, Southampton away, yeah. <laughs> Does he wear that hat to every game? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's fabulous. He's brilliant. Nick, Nick, Nick is absolutely brilliant. He came on our podcast very briefly. He didn't do technology. He's now done a couple of ones, and you can still see he's not great with technology. But um, I've messaged him a few times. He, he was kind enough to give me his number. I met, met him at a few games, and we've always had a good chat with him. He's, 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 what I like about him is he supports his son, and that is, that's uh, Aaron's aunt beside him, not his mum. And yeah. he follows his son and supports the team and he engages with the fans. He could stay upstairs in the corporate stuff, but he comes down with us, and that means so much. Yeah. No, no, I, I've heard so many fantastic things about um, Nick Ramsdale. I have, and I love his son, and his son's just got married, so congratulations, Aaron. Um, and then, last but not least, and this is a little bit more poignant, and this was the um, anniversary of Hillsborough, and I, as you know, I have a lot of Scouse mates, and I can't tell you how they raved about the Arsenal fans how they absolutely said that they've never had respect like it. So what was it like to actually be there? Yeah. Trev, you well, go, go on. You know what? We, we'd had a good few beers before we got in there that day, Princess. We got into Liverpool early and we and we got on the beers quite early. And, but when we got in there, like, it was obviously that it, it obviously it was a special, it was a different occasion, you know, because yeah. it's the once a year and... Uh, some fans go to Anfield and sing the songs about the 97 that we all don't want to hear and we hope that pe people never sing them again. But the Arsenal fans were different that day. It was it, They had the minute silence, which Liverpool take a chance, don't they? Are the away fans going to observe the minute silence? And it was, it was immaculately done by the Arsenal fans. I was so proud. I'm always proud to be an Arsenal fan. But that day, I was so proud to be an Arsenal fan, stood there. But because... As I always say to people, you can have different different views on different situations, right? You can have different views on everything. And everyone's allowed their opinion. But everyone that goes to a game of football deserves to go home again after it. Of that, there's no different opinions, right? That, no. that everybody says, you go to a game of football, you come home again. Those people didn't come home and they deserved our respect. And we paid it. We paid it brilliantly, Princess. We really did pay our respects well. Fergus took us to a right dodgy pub afterwards. Though, Let me just, just carry on with that, that bit because what happened was when um, the respect was paid, what what is so sad, Trev, is that a lot of Liverpool fans were shocked that a football team gave that respect when it should be shocked the other way that people are disgusting and singing these awful songs and not respecting yeah. the 97. May they rest in peace. And I yeah. just feel... I was so proud being at home and, and people were messaging me who were coming out of Anfield and saying, your fans were absolutely incredible and now we want you to win the league. Not that they wanted City, but they never had that favourite thing. They didn't really care who won it, did they? But they were like, we want Arsenal to win it now. The, the respect your fans showed us, and I'll tell you something as well, they'll never forget that. 
They don't yeah. forget, as you know, they do not forget good. Many don't go there. I, I don't get it, Fergus. I'm Amanda, sorry, we, but... We, we have a banner underneath the scoreboard above us in the North Bank and it says class is permanent. That says absolutely. it all. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think class is permanent with you two as well. You may act like Laurel and Hardy, but you're such good... I can't think of the words of the club. Sorry, I've had such a bad day, a long day of work. Um, you're such good representations for the club as fans. I love you two as fans. The passion is there. You spend bloody fortunes up and down the country. Got your season ticket at the Emirates. As I said, Trev, you're up and down on the railways the whole time and flying everywhere. And and I think that I was so pleased that you had uh, agreed to come on this podcast because we have lots of guests, wonderful guests. I love all, everyone I speak to. But but to, you you are just old school gooners. And I think for people listening that don't know who you are, definitely go and watch their podcast, guys, because they really are just like us. You know, if I met them before a game, they'd be exactly like this. If I met them after the game, they'd be on the beers drinking, you know, happy. And and I think the, the thing is, Trev, when I sort of talk to you on Twitter, is we've lost. Uh, it's not the end of our world, is it, Trevor? We're not going to not support our team because we've lost. And I think there's a new age fan or a fan that wants to be seen. Oh, hello. Mother-in-law. It's for you. Um, there's a new age fan that, that want clicks and likes and stuff like that more than supporting the club. And I fall for it occasionally. I start, you know, and I, I go for people like that because I truly believe that you support the club through good and bad. Of course, we're going to moan, Trev and Fergus. We do moan, you know, if we lose or Newcastle away last year was so appalling that we're all so upset. But then you've got to understand that we support our boys and you've got to support them through thick and thing. And that goes for the fact that all of us are very much pro Arteta and we always have been. There is not many like us that from day one have supported that man and Edu as well. So, so for me, I, I'm really pleased you're on here and I'd like to just get to some questions as well. Um, Carl Stark wants to know your favourite away ground and why. Fergus, I'll let you go first. Uh, I've not seen as many as, as Trev. I, I like the older ones. I, I enjoyed Forest, although it wasn't the, the, the... It's hard to pick one in particular. Forest was just proper old school and the noise was immense for 26, 29,000 fans. The loudest I've unreal. ever heard, ever heard yeah. on the TV, I, ever. I, I quite like Burnley, again, because it's an old sort of um, uh, uh, style ground. Um <sighs> It's probably easier to say ones I didn't like. I don't like Man City. I find it soulless. And I found mm. uh, United away um, an awful ground. Uh, yes, there's I no room I. in the seats. I know we don't really sit, but even uh, and the roof is perspex. We went there early in, I think it was end of August, beginning of September this season. <laughs> Cold game, pick ro one. <laughs> Rose and hot. Pick one. Up. Um. I don't know, Carl. I, I, I couldn't pick an away ground. It's so difficult. They're all so different. Right, Fergus, if you can't pick one, Trev, can you pick one? Yeah, I, I love Newcastle away with the Princess. I love the trip up to Newcastle. I love the I-Cup seven flights of stairs. I, I love the atmosphere in the town after the game, win, lose or draw. So my very favourite away in this country is definitely Newcastle. Um my least favourite is probably similar to Fergus. I'm not keen on going to Old Trafford. It needs work doing on it. So that, that um, I don't miss that place at all. If you want me to answer Europe as well, um, yeah. by far the, the best stadium for atmosphere and, and, and looking at it, I've been to in Europe is Real Madrid, right? Real Madrid is just stunning and they're doing work on it now. I can't wait to go back and see what they've done. But yeah, Real Madrid is my favourite in That's Europe. That's interesting. Um Trev, when I went when I went to New, uh, United, I was it was 1990, but I was in the executives. It was it wasn't the same. The first time I actually went to Old Trafford and stayed, uh, I say sat, we don't sit, stood with the Arsenal fans. I was gobsmacked at how bad the stadium really is. On yeah. TV, it looks incredible. The noise is incredible. I looked around and I was like, this is weird. I don't feel like I'm Old Trafford. 
the atmosphere wasn't great. It is old. Now, the reason I'm putting that comment up, because Barnaby Jones is a season ticket holder at United, and even he's saying Old Trafford is rotting, in all honesty. I actually agree. I think it's a fallacy. I think the TV companies do something to make it look amazing because it really isn't. And the atmosphere at Anfield is such a fallacy. It's such a myth. On on Champions League nights, absolutely rocks the place for 90 minutes. I've been there five times and five times they go silent. Twice we've caused them to start singing and, and doing. So, and I actually think that the Emirates now in the last two years, is one of the best places for atmosphere. And someone I know works at the Emirates who's not an Arsenal fan, and he was even shocked because he thought I exaggerated it. I said, oh, no, listen, you know, we go 1-0 down. We're, we're, we're cheering our players back. I said, you've never heard anything like it, and the sound is so much better now. Two two points on there, Amanda. Uh, the first one, Old Trafford has 50% more capacity than the Emirates, yet it's uh, in half the footprint of the Emirates. So that's how much you got uh, another uh, 15,000 fans squeezed into probably uh, the, 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 the footprint's half the size of the Emirates. And the thing about the atmosphere at the uh, at, uh, the Emirates over the last two seasons has been greatly helped by the Ashburton Army and also uh, other pockets that have grown up and more. And I think the churn yeah. of fans with COVID and so on. But the, the really shameful thing is there's, there's fo- forces within Arsenal Football Club that want the Ashburton Army disbanded and gone. And I know I won't give names and stuff like that, but people need to be careful and make sure we back the Ashburton Army and everything they do. I love the Ashburton Army. I love everything. I don't like the drum, I'm afraid. I think it ruins no, the he can't drum. He's got no rhythm. He's got my, he's no, got my rhythm, he like need, an epileptic he, on steroids. If, <laughs> oh, if, he had, um, if he had the rhythm of the songs, I'd love it. But it ruins the songs. It's so confusing what you're listening to. And that's my only thing with the drum. Um, But I'm not going into it because the boys would be telling me off by now. Um, Right. So a lot of the things that I hate talking about are transfer speculations. However, um, I think something like this question. um, What are your thoughts on the Timber Rice and Havertz coming to the club? So I did promise that we would go into this. But me and Trevor are a little bit like, until they're signed. However, it looks like Havertz might have signed, but we don't know about it yet. I've heard rumblings. Um, Trev, any, I mean, look, if we get them all, great signings. Yeah. For for me to answer that question, it's quite simple for me to do it. Timber, I don't know a lot about. So I trust my manager there. If 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 Arteta wants him and Eddie wants him, then I trust them. Um, Declan Rice, I've admired as a player ever since I first started. You know, I first saw him play for West Ham. I thought he was different gravy, and I, I've always said I'd love to see him play for the Arsenal. Whether he comes to us or not, who knows? But I sincerely hope we get him because he's a quality, quality player now and in the future. Havertz is slightly different. Once again, I'm going to have to trust my manager, Princess, because if you look at Havertz's goal-scoring record per game he's played at Chelsea, it's, it's poor, to be honest. You know, he's not made, he's not done anything at Chelsea that makes me think, oh, I wish we'd sign him at the Arsenal. You know? So, once again, I've got to trust the manager and hope that he's right and I'm wrong, which he normally is, in fairness, to be honest, Princess. Well, I'm like that, OK? I have seen everyone gobsmacked that he's gone going, signed, whatever for Havertz. But I will say this to both of you, and I say this to everybody. We don't know. We can't judge until he puts that jersey on and crosses that white line. Let's judge him then. Everyone had a meltdown about Ramsdale. Everyone had a meltdown about Jorginho. I'm quite happy with both of them, thank you. Now, I'm not sitting here saying he's going to be world-class. I'm not saying anything. But maybe he's being played out of position at Chelsea. I don't know. But I'm like you, Trev. Are you like this, Ferg? Do you tr- trust Arteta? Um, I, 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 I trust Arteta probably impeccably. Less so um, Edu. I, I think Arteta and Richard Garlick and some of the other management team are doing um, a lot more of the work than Edu is doing. Just from some murmurings and stuff I hear. Edu, I, I, listen, I'm not slagging the guy off. I think the, the overall team, including Edu, are doing fantastic. And you just cited Ramsdale, you can Ben White, you know, you got Jorginho, you got Jesus, you got Zinjenko, all players on the fringe. Um, and nobody would say, oh, they were top class players, but they come to the Arsenal and Mikel Arteta and his coaching team have made them top class players. 
And with Havertz, Havertz came over from Germany where he was ripping up the league. And I'm, I don't profess to be any expert on this whatsoever, but it's just my my observation uh, over the last few weeks. He came over uh, uh, ripping up the Bundesliga with Bayer Leverkusen. Um, he then uh, joined um, Chelsea in the middle of um, covid uh, no family, no friends probably able to come over because all the travel bans and everything else. So if he had a bad day at the office, he went home and he sat in a flat, maybe with his girlfriend, maybe not. I don't know who, what his home situation is. But he sat in the flat and stood in his own and he went back in the ch- uh, training the next day. Chelsea has been a circus of a of um, yeah. uh, a club over the last few years. They're the Abramovich issue. They've all with the Ukraine and, and then the Russian and all this sort of stuff going on. And then to bring in Tom Bowley, who's even more a bigger circus, spending six hundred million pounds and then three, four managers. I don't think he's been played correctly. A lot of people, the experts, say he hasn't been played correctly. And I just hope, like what Trevor said, I trust Arteta. I trust Arteta to get the best out of any player who's willing to be open enough to listen to change and listen to the tactics and stuff like that um, uh, that Arteta wants to put together because he plays a different, completely different type of football than he will have okay. played oh, right. in Germany or there. So going back to that, you said about Edu, Carl Stark says, do you trust Edu to get our summer business done? So are you saying yes or no? It's yes or no, Berger. He'll get it done, but I don't think it's all down to him. I think it's down more to garlic. See what okay. I mean, Princess? He doesn't understand. She, she, she kindly asks, yes or no? And you have to waffle on, Ferg. He can't. <laughs> he just can't. Um, Trev, so you trust him because I do. Yes. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Um, thank you for your questions. We are going to, I'm going to come to a lot more questions soon. Um, so, boys, I've got um, a question that I'm quite interesting, um, interested in. How did you two meet? You sort of said at the beginning, but... Was it via somebody or was it over social media? I went to a care media? home and saw this guy here and oh he was sitting there God. dribbling. And... Oh, God, Trev, you, you go. you got the story. <laughs> well, it was bad luck, really, Princess, to be honest. It was, as I said... Trev, Trev, before you answer, I'll just ask um, Amanda one question and then you say your answer. How how long do you reckon we known each other? I'd probably say only about five or six years, but I might be okay. way out. Okay, go on, Trev, carry on. I think it is about that. It seems like about 106, but it it is about five or six. But, you know, Johnny asked me to go on a podcast. I did a bit of audio with Fergus, and then, of course, we started meeting up. And in no time at all, we grew to be really good friends, you know. Um, He's got long pockets and short arms when it comes to buying a beer. But from apart (laughs) from that, Princess, he's a great bloke and a great friend. And I very much enjoy his company because, do you know what? Like we're doing now, when when, when Ferguson and me are in company, we laugh, right? Yeah. And when I go to football, I want to be happy and I want to laugh, you know, and and that's what we do. And we both like a beer or five or – no, two, two, two beers, two beers. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm less on the beer now, Trevor. I've been a good boy. So Cameron Russell says, and this is what I believe, whoever we sign when they wear the red and white, they will get my full support. And we have many people like this in our chat room, which is lovely. Um, Heath, welcome to the show. It's not Edu, it's those holding the purse strings. It's going to be an interesting week, I can tell you that. Um, Right, let me go to a few more questions that I've starred for everybody. Um, Again from Carl, thank you for your questions. Favourite atmosphere this season, Trev? Uh, well, the, the loudest atmosphere we mentioned earlier was Forest. Yeah. Those 26,000 fans at Forest shouted them to victory against us. I think the, the best atmosphere in a away game, oh, blimey. Now see, the trouble is my memory is not as good as it was, Princess. Now mm. I'm 31, you know. Um, I did, once again, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Newcastle away for the atmosphere because we were long overdue a performance there. We'd had some bad, we'd had two or three bad performances and we went there full of doubts and we came away with, an, with a fantastic win from Newcastle when our fans were brilliant. So I'm going to say Newcastle again. Sounds boring, but I am. Okay. Um, Fergus, what's got- your best one at home? Oh, uh, best one at home. I, I, the, the, as you said, the whole season would be fantastic, but you've got to say Bournemouth. That, that, um, that, that goal, yeah. uh, it just uh, there was also the, the the one when the Saliba song first came out just after we won that was Bournemouth away and the following week was the home game and the Saliba song came out and I was there I'm on 
uh, Instagram. Stuart caught me again and put me on our, our freemie or one of those down the front of block five and I'm Instagram, but we're going Saliba. Um, but uh, best it. best at home is, is Bournemouth, definitely by by far. I, I I think that moment when he scored was electric. It was the most incredible moment and it went on for days and days, didn't it? We felt amazing. Um he hasn't got a question, but he wants to know, Albert JTV, who are those two gorgeous-looking men on the channel? PG, you were obviously amazing as well. See how I come last? Did you see that? <laughs> Smash the like button, people. Please, actually, I haven't mentioned this. Please press like. Um, there's quite a few of you watching, so I expect those likes. Um, please subscribe. We've got lots of great shows coming up through the summer and, obviously, into the season. Um, I think most people's... Uh, um, game's going to be Bournemouth. Tell me in the chat room what your favourite game was, because it, it's it's. I think there's probably many other atmospheres that we've all forgotten. To be honest, you can't remember yeah. every game. I think most of the games have been brilliant atmosphere. A little bit flat towards the end, maybe. Um, the only away game I did this year that I could actually stand with the fans was West Ham away, and it wasn't. Well, that, that was not great. It was so poor and that, and funny. it felt like the old times because people were arguing around me and it wasn't nice. Um, it was, it, it, the stadium doesn't the stadium doesn't allow for it either with the with the gap between the the, the, the fans yeah the, the upper and the lower. Yeah, no, I I agree. But I just think it's been uh, generally so good. Um okay, so I think Mine would be Reese Nelson, Sultan Murad Han. Welcome back to the show. Question for Fergus or Trev. Well, it's going to be for both of you. What was your favourite Arsenal moment? Come on, Ferg. Double over Spurs. Moment. Hey. <laughs> no, yeah, beating Spurs doesn't matter. Beating Spurs at the, yeah, at, 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 at wide out lane after after the, the season before, like at sixty three minutes, half of us had decided to go home because it just was horrible and that next season to go in and just watch them they were just crying salty 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 tears it was absolutely beautiful me princess if, 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 in my lifetime watching arsenal i have to toss a coin because charlie george scored in 71 in the cup final. Oh, i went this season uh well, Hilsey, oh, sorry no no oh, no go on you go general no, this this season, oh my lordy! Now you're asking. It's, you can't go really go past Reese Nelson. We've said about Bournemouth, haven't we? Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't just the goal in the last minute. I, I was just over the moon for Reese because he don't get much game time, and he just came on and took his chance. I was over the moon for the boy. Yeah, but you, you can't go past Bournemouth. You can't do it. No. Okay. I mean, obviously, the moment wouldn't be that. <laughs> I know everyone knows what my moment is, but um, it, it's really interesting, isn't it? I think, I think even though we didn't win the league and even though we were just short, that moment we will never forget. If you, even it, wherever you were in the world, okay, wherever you were, whatever time of day you were watching that, if this was three in the morning and you were, say, in Australia, you'd have woken up the street. Because I tell you now, if I was three in the morning watching that, I couldn't have, I couldn't have kept quiet. Could you? What no. the Nelson goal? Yeah, you oh. just couldn't keep quiet wherever you were. Could you? No. You just couldn't. No, it just it's it, it's an, it actually could become an iconic moment. You know, you know, it was it was that good. It was that it was well, it was bloody stressful, wasn't it? Really, but the oh, actual yeah. ball in the net, you know. Oh, but Trevor, it was it was I think it was a, a a later kickoff, and it was similar to the Wolves one that was rescheduled because of COVID the season before, and that ended up being a mid midweek late game, and we got scored a late winner one nil to against Wolves at home, like we, we we won at home, and it just meant that everyone piled out of the stadium, partied outside the stadium, and went oh, into the pubs and carried on partying. It's just like brilliant. See, whenever he mentions Wolves, Princess, I just can't get over the game. We were away at Wolves a few seasons ago and we took over this hotel bar and uh, I had me two pints and Fergus drunk the bar dry. Drunk every drop of beer in the bar. <laughs> yeah, of course I, I love did. you too. You need your own show, not only a podcast. <laughs> um, okay, let's see if we've got any other questions. They all seem to be from one person tonight. Come on, people. Have you got questions? Carl wants to know your favourite chant. Ferg? Well, Trevor doesn't like any of them. So, um, well, Bejesus said Paddy has to be mine. 
there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but any any of the newer ones, I, I love the LALA chant. Um, I love the Saliba chant. I look any. I love any chant. I get the words all wrong, but I like just taking part in all of them. Yeah. Well, come. You must like one Hill Oh yeah, it's super Mick Arteta for me because I love the way the passion they sing it, and we're overdue a manager that the fans love. You know, we've struggled at the end of Wenger. We struggled. Then we struggle with Emery. And now they absolutely adore Mikel Arteta. And to hear him singing his name the way they do, that does for me. Super, We've got Super Mikel Arteta. Even I sing that, you know. I I love all of them, but I'm with Fergus. I love Alea, Alea, Alea. And it's taken me a while to learn the words because obviously I don't go to away games and I can't really hear every word. But, but Carl hates it because he thinks it's Liverpool and I don't stop singing it when when the uh, when we start up and I'll tell you something big up to the East Stand Upper for the last couple of games because we were so loud at one point we started the songs off that went round the ground no word of a lie East Stand Upper did you think you'd ever hear that no, I'm, I'm, definitely I'm not Ivory. Honestly, <laughs> I even said to Cole, oh my God, we've just died that song off and the North Bank oh, carried it on with us. <laughs> I think she might be pulling our leg a bit here. For, no, I, I, rec- I reckon the librarian was off for that week. <laughs> posh stand up, she's in. And is it a posh stand up here in Princess? Yeah. They don't sing up there. How can they sing when they're eating cucumber sandwiches? No, I'm not in the posh area. <laughs> I'm not in the posh area. Okay, we're going to do a little bit of football, football chat. Okay, so Carl wants to know, thoughts on party potentially leaving. Will you be upset, Fergus, or not? Um, I think it, it's for the better betterment of the club. Um, my only caveat would be I, as long as we replace him with a better player. Yeah, I've got no problem with party. Personally, I think party has six or seven great games. He was great. He's, he's, Billing, when he came in from Atletico, was much better than his performance he's had for Arsenal over the last two, three seasons. And his injury record is a little bit suspect. Great player, um, but there's other stuff going on that the club don't need class as permanent. Okay, so will you miss him, Hilsey? Yeah, I'll only talk about the football, Princess. I'm a little bit more reserved than my good friend, Fergus. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I am. I I would miss Thomas Partey greatly because when he's good, he's really, really good. And I think that if we sign the midfield players that are being mentioned, if we get lucky enough to sign those players, um, I think Thomas Party becomes part of a bigger squad and gets more rest and gets, you know, and 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 just plays his best games. When he's good, he's so good, Thomas Party. Yeah, I'm gonna miss him. I am. Karen Russell, Trevor Fergus, when do you think Nelson and Saliba new contracts will be announced? Anyone got any? Hang on a minute. I'm going to find me contract in Arsenal. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> no, he don't know. He don't know. It's ongoing. He yeah. don't know. He's dead. He's not answering. Most, con- most contracts start on the 1st of July. So yeah. work it out. They're all on holidays. So I would have thought you will not hear any announcements of any players signing, uh, onto, uh, re-signing their contracts until the 1st of July. And and I think a lot of the transfers won't happen until then because players get their... their um, annual bonus every year for staying at the club for a full contract on the 30th of June. So mm. Declan Rice, for example, if he's getting X yeah. amount a year, he'll get that on the on the 1st of July. Then he can sign a new signing on contract I, at the Arsenal. I do honestly think, though, that I think that um, Havertz will be first, then Timber, and I do believe that Rice will be next week past the 30th. Um, right, so just a little something. Because obviously we got pre-season, haven't we? Seb Gold, welcome to the show um, from New York. Good evening, all. I'm a New Yorker and will be going to the MetLife Stadium to watch our pre-season friendly versus Man U, teaching my little girl to sing Declan Rice Rice Baby. So I hope it happens. Seb, please take loads of pictures um, and then I will put them on the podcast if you email them to sameoldarsenal.gmail.com and we'd love to see them because I won't be in New York to watch them. You two, are you going out to New York? Can't afford the ticket prices, Princess. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. But it's lovely, isn't it, for our American gooners that they get this chance to see our boys. I love that. I love our American fans anyway. And Seb said he will do. So, guys and girls, we will have some pictures from there and I will post them as well. Um, Right. couple last more. Carl Stark again. Question, Declan Rice, Timber Havertz, good start, but what else do you think we need and who? Good start. I remember when that would have been it and it had been amazing 
wouldn't it, Hillsy, to sign those three? It would indeed. It would indeed. If we end up with them three, I'll be happy. But see, who do we think we need is very personal, isn't it? You know, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that each club is better with a big bloke in the squad, like uh, like like your, your you know this what's, what's Harland at Man City, like Giroud that we had. They don't play well. Giroud didn't play every game, but to be able to to change the focus on the field from what we've got because we've got a really quick front three or four, haven't we? And if it ain't yeah. going quite as well, to be able to bring on a big bloke that change the focus a bit, that that's what I'd like anyway. I'd like a, a, a big bulk in centre forward. It's going to scare the living daylights if he needs to. You with that, uh, Fergus, or anyone that you can add to that? Yeah. I'm not more to add to it, but yeah, I think uh, if you look at, there was a question, which I don't know if you can come to it, but there was something about the, the fall off in the last 10 games of the season. I'm coming to that um, question, actually. Should yeah, I put that this, up now? Yeah, you can do. And it's quite pertinent to that. If you look at when Saliba got injured, which was the main factor probably, and, and Tommy Assey was injured. So defensively, we're weaker with having Rob Holding in there. But Party, for me, he didn't he didn't help Holding out in any way. And he went a little bit missing himself. So, you know, and that, when, we're, when we're under the cosh a little bit, I just found that he wasn't. So what Melvin says about he, he only performs when we're on the up, yeah, that, that's got a bit of credence to me. Okay. Um, Sultan wants to know, where do you think Arsenal will finish this upcoming season if we get all the signings we are after? Top. Top. <laughs> Come on, Sultan. Have some... I thought you were doing that because you were going to go, who knows? I don't know. Top. We're going to finish top. Of course we are. Well, we're going to beat the Man City machine, are we? Anybody that thinks we're going to finish anywhere other than top ain't an Arsenal fan. <gasps> I'm done with them. Done with all of them. Trevor <laughs> so, has spoken. Uh, the, the... De- devil, devil's advocate, Trev. If we don't finish top because of the Man City juggernaut or something like that, and we end up in the top four still, um, and we have uh, last sixteen in the Champions League and have a cup run and win a trophy, would that would that be a good season for you, Trevor? Wait a minute, Princess. Am I allowed to answer that question? Because you're in charge, my dear. You are. As long as there's no swearing, you can answer what you want. I never swear. I never swear. Um, Look, right, it's such a, a horrible debate about this top four business, you know. Yeah. Of course, you, of course you, you want to finish as high up the league as you can and you want to finish in Champions League places. If we don't finish in the top four next season, would I be disappointed? Of course we'll be disappointed, Fergus. We'll be very disappointed. But will we still be Arsenal fans? Of course we'll still be Arsenal fans. So, success for me next season, ideally, is winning a trophy. Second best is getting back into the top echelon of European football again. Thirdly is, I don't care because I'll be an Arsenal fan through thick or thin. Always have been, always will be. That's exactly right. And it's funny when people really have that sort of um, attitude like, I'm done with the club if they don't sign this one. I go, Good, see you, bye. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for it's coming. Um, it is embarrassing. Um, but as Heath said, on top of the world, and that's how I feel, um, finishing this podcast with these two wonderful, wonderful friends of mine, my Guna mates. I've loved this podcast. Um, tell everyone where you are on social media. Hilsey, go on. you got the bigger Go following. on, Hilsey. Listen, right. Amanda, can we take one more minute? Because I've got this story in my head to tell you, right? Yeah, go and, on. And I can't not tell you it right. When we he's got he's got he's got to land me in something here now. I know what it is. <laughs> when we played in in Eindhoven, right? I, oh, I, was I knew it. Seats, right? I was in the posh seats, and Fergus was in the with Terry, our good friend Terry, and our good friend Dan in in, in the Arsenal fan seats. And just after the game, I get a phone call from Terry. Trev, Trev, Trev. I think Fergus is going to have to go to hospital. We're seriously injured. Seriously injured. So I said, all right, look, I'll head back straight back to the hotel and um, wait for you there. Let me know. So I had straight back to the hotel, missed out on all the drinking, but I sat in the bar at the hotel for about an hour, right, drinking, and I was drunk as a skunk. And then who walked through the door? Fergus, right? Well, he's, I think he's walking all right. I said, what's the matter with you? He said, I've hurt my wrist, right? <laughs> Princess, I just couldn't stop laughing. I said, you want to go to hospital for a wrist? He said, well, it's bad, you know, it's bad, you know. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it in my life. It doesn't sound that funny, but if there is a little video of us talking about it, which 
you can see on somewhere and it's it's hilarious. You know it, I um, have to come to an away think... game, don't you, with you two? Could you only like a rose amongst two thorns? Bring a spare liver. And that story <laughs> that that story is factually incorrect. I... Yes, I did hurt my wrist. Uh, effectively what happened is the stairs are quite slippy and they've got these metal rungs at the top and I, I went down about five rows of stairs and done my coccyx in and everything I didn't see very much of the game it, it, the stadium in fairness was lethal if we we didn't score a goal but even all the people around us were saying if we scored a goal people got injured two guys who were very drunk further behind us fell down on a couple of kids it, it was it was a nightmare honestly I was so annoyed after that game and then this guy comes along and just looks at this me and is laughs. What I mean about these but, stories. But, but, but you know what, Trev? It was Terry who made the bigger mountain out of molehill out of this thing. He rang you up and got, oh, we'll call nine nine nine, call nine nine nine. Fergus is dying. Get an undertaker. <laughs> yeah, so you've started me off now, Amanda. I could, we could have these little ditties all night. I know you've got a close sweetheart, right? We've but got a close, but I've honestly, you, you what, what about what about the church in Liverpool? Getting into the church in Liverpool when when we thought, oh Christ, Fergus, have you Can done I wrong just... in here? Just take control a little bit and say yeah, that on. we will have you back on during the season and you can tell us all your little ditties then, but we need to we do need to move on from your ditty thing. Trevor, I'll give you a call in ten minutes, we'll carry on this. You can carry on. <laughs> um Seb said, Thank you so much, Amanda Trevor Fergus. Delighted to have discovered your channel. So this is the Thank same you. old Arsenal podcast. Those two are on the Guns and Yellow Ribbon podcast. Um, also on Twitter, which is where I was going before I was rudely interrupted by you, though, as per usual. Um, Hilsey, where can everyone find you? Uh, well, normally at the Emirates on a match day and anywhere <laughs> we're playing away, Princess. On um, social media. I'm, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. I'm on uh, Twitter as Gunnar Hilsey. And uh, I do I do uh, give a, an opinion on there that, you know, but I never, I will never, ever rip into our great football club badly i couldn't do it i couldn't live with myself but i'm a good at gunner Ilsey on twitter and it's it'll be a pleasure to chat with people please go and follow him fergus tell us about your one podcast thing, one thing you'll it. never find trevor is at he won't be at the bar that is for sure <laughs> he is never at the bar fergus um, where can I, everyone find you at Absolutely. guns and ribbons on twitter um oh, oh my, my god mom, hang on honestly so, so rude. It's so it's rude, princess. Um, that's my mother-in-law. And it's probably only to send her... Uh, to, Who has honestly, a landline ring ringing a these days? That's um, only the mother-in-law. That's the only reason right, I paid everybody for a landline. on audio, you, guns and yellow ribbons normally go about seven-ish on a Monday night. Is that what you normally yeah. do? Oh, hang on one second. What's he doing? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah princess, we go out on a Monday night, normally at seven o'clock. Um, yeah. We've had a few weeks off, but we'll be back shortly with a couple of little specials we've got planned. Um, and I won't be rude like Fergus. My phone is on silent, my dear, and it will sound silent during the course I of can't, your... I can't show. turn my landline on silent, but what I did do is put it on speakerphone and we're going, I was only the mother-in-law. So I'm in, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, that's you know brilliant. What? I had to drive the length of Switzerland, right? I had to drive from northern Italy, the whole length of Switzerland, with him in the car. Nag, 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 nag. Give right. me my mother-in-law one side and the missus the other side any day. Tell you. And Catherine Laurel. Jenkins in the middle, eh? <laughs> right, look at this. Guns and Yellow Ribbons is great, Steve. I love, I love the fact that people are supporting Thanks, you on Steve. this podcast. Right, everyone. So coming up, the next show is... Wednesday evening, I'm back. I wasn't supposed to be doing this show, but unfortunately, our lovely Christopher is abroad. So James is hosting. It's called One In, One Out, One Bangs. We're doing it every Wednesday through the summer. I'm not. I'm just on this one to help out. Um, this is Christopher's show. We've got uh, Captain Cook uh, hosting. We've got Danny from the Bergkamp Wonderlands. We've got LL Cool J James, who's they're all friends of our podcast, and they're um they're gonna be on Wednesday night discussing this. So come back and join us 7:30 Wednesday. Then I'm having a break next weekend, and then the weekend after, I'll be back on the Sunday evening. Um, I've got a couple of great girls coming on. I'm doing a Guna Girl podcast. I haven't done one of those for a long time. So everybody in the chat room, thank you so much for joining us. Ilzy and Fergus, if I ever can control you then you are definitely welcome back.
Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Princess. Oh, Thank how you. you've enjoyed it. I've got to now make up for the mother in law. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> thanks to everybody in the chat room enjoy the rest of monday be nice be well be happy and let's all say up the arsenal good night everyone up the arsenal always arsenal that's especially for my mum good night sports social podcast network